Welcome to the Nursing and Midwifery Emporium podcast, a podcast about this nursing life. I'm Nicole Nash-Arnold from Nurse Manager HQ. And I'm Sue Walker from the Nursing CPD Institute. And together each week, we seek out interesting people to discover what a red-hot nursing life looks like. Welcome to this Nursing Life microphone, Alyssa Slingsby. Alyssa is the founder of Curious Recruitment, which is a privately owned recruitment agency where the team has over 14 years healthcare recruitment experience. So welcome to the microphone, Alyssa. Tell me a little more about how Curious Recruitment came about. Well, hi, Sue, and thank you very much for having me on your podcast, my first ever podcast, so it's very exciting. Um, To tell you a little bit about how Curious came about um, and why I started Curious, um, I launched Curious almost three years ago now. I've always worked within the healthcare recruitment space. Uh, I did doctor recruitment and then moved on to nursing recruitment. So I've worked recruiting nurses for about five years now. Um, One of the main reasons behind starting Curious really was the need within the nursing recruitment sector for an agency that really listened to its candidates, um, candidates being the nurses, really partnered with them to find them exactly what they were looking for in their next job, as well as, you know, location, job fit, and not just treating them like a number, like I heard from so many agencies out there were doing with nurses. Another big reason for me starting Curious was being a working mum, and I'm sure many of the mums out there will resonate with this. I have three small children. I was previously working in the city four days a week, killing myself with crazy hours, lots of travel and so forth, and I really wanted something that could fit with me and my lifestyle. So, yeah, I started Curious for for those two reasons, I guess. So, Alyssa, your team has over 14 years healthcare recruitment experience. Why do nurses utilise your agency to find their next nursing position? Well, I think one of the main reasons nurses like working with us is that we are a small agency. So, it means we're very personable. We get really good feedback all the time that they like it, that we really take the time to get to know them. We listen to what they're telling us with regards to job fit, location, what they need with regards to family. And we really have a more personal service compared to some of the larger agencies. So we get that feedback consistently. We're not to set to nine to five hours. We're not rigid with that. So obviously nurses that do different shifts can't speak between nine to five a lot of the time, you know, uh, might suit for them to talk at seven o'clock at night. You know, we match up to that and we, we listen to what they need. And, you know, if seven o'clock at night suits them better, then we'll have a chat to them at seven o'clock at night. Whereas I think a lot of the other agencies are very rigid with their hours. So, yeah, I think in short, one of the main reasons is that we're very personable and we get that feedback a lot. Now, I know you also work with rural and remote health services. Tell me what a rural and remote posting can offer nurses. Yes, that's right. So we specialise in rural and remote nursing positions. Rural and remote nursing is not necessarily for everyone. 
However, those that do do it absolutely love it. We find that there are two main groups of nurses who want to do rural and remote nursing. There's those nurses with around five years experience, usually who are wanting a bit of adventure and to travel and meet new people, learn new skills. And then on the flip side, there are nurses that have had their kids, the kids have grown up and, you know, they say, Lisa, I've always wanted to do rural and remote nursing and just couldn't because the kids were little or whatever the reason. And they're like, kids have grown up, I'm ready to go. So that's the other big demographic. Of course, there are many other people as well in between who love rural and remote nursing for whatever reason. I think rural and remote nursing is perfect for you if you love adventure, like to meet amazing different characters in people, really down-to-earth people with absolutely amazing stories. I personally love placing nurses into rural and remote communities. These communities have sometimes waited months and months for the right person to come along and help their little community with their healthcare and the changes that you can make as a nurse in these communities is absolutely amazing and it can be extremely rewarding as a nurse to sit back and actually see the changes you've made in that community. Do you place for permanency or do you do backfill? Like how long do I have to contract? So we do, we at the moment specialise in permanent and fixed term positions. Uh-huh. So at the moment we don't do any casual, like what pe- most nurses call agency nursing positions. So most of our positions are permanent. So you would be required to at least commit to a year in a permanent position as a minimum. We also do a lot of three and six month fixed term positions. So you are employed by the health service and you get all the benefits of that, including, you know, superannuation, annual leave, sick leave and so forth. And you're on a salary, which is prorated for that three or six months. So are there any additional qualifications that uh, nurses need to hold to work in rural and remote postings? Yeah, this is a good question and one that I get asked daily, particularly from nurses wanting to get into rural and remote nursing and not necessarily knowing what that means. It really is different for every area and state. For most rural and remote areas, skills like strong emergency medicine, general medical, primary health, etc., e.g. a jack of all trades is great to have and can sometimes be enough without the extra certificates. In other very remote areas, you might be required to have things like triage competency, advanced life support, remote emergency care, immunisation certificate, you know, especially for child health nurses. So it really is different for every area within Australia and depends on what type of role you're looking for. So there are generally, there's generalist type roles where you do a bit of everything as well as specialised roles like child health nurse, school health nurses, sexual health nurses, midwives, etc., which obviously would all require different qualifications. I think it's fabulous that you specialise in rural and remote. I think that's a a great thing to be able to do and a great thing for nurses to know that if they're looking for that career transition, that there's organisations like yourself out there that specialise in that area and can provide that information to them. That's right. Yeah, exactly. We've obviously got a lot of experience facing nurses in rural and remote areas, so We definitely, you know, even if someone just wants to have an initial chat, if they're not ready now, but they're thinking about it for five years' time or whatever, we're happy to chat with people about what they might need to do to work towards that. 
And we do have those discussions quite a lot with nurses that ring in and kind of say, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do it. I'm not ready yet, but what should I do now to get ready for that in the future? So we're happy to have those chats with people. Another question that we haven't discussed, but I'd love to be able to ask you, Alyssa, is with the recruitment agency, that means organisations have already gone to you. Like they, organisations have come to you knowing that you're a specialist recruiter. And so you marry up the organisation's need to the nurse who comes into your organisation. Yeah, so we have hospitals and health services such as Aboriginal Health Services, primary health clinics approach us needing help with their recruitment. And obviously because we are specialists in rural and remote, they come to us for that reason basically because they know we have the right nurses for them. They basically give us a job brief of what they're looking for and then we go out to market and find them a superstar nurse. (laughs) I love a superstar nurse. May I ask you, does it cost the nurse anything to use your service? No, absolutely not. So there's absolutely free. Absolutely free to the nurse. And if any agency ever tries to charge you anything, they are completely in the wrong and never ever pay them anything. The fee is completely free to the nurse. So you've actually got absolutely nothing to lose to sign up. So much to gain. Yeah, so much to gain, you know. And we obviously do all the hard work for you. We go out and present these opportunities to you. I think that's a fabulous thing. Now, the other thing, I know that Curis is proud to support the Catherine Hamlin Fistula Foundation, which provides care to women in Ethiopia who have suffered a fistula from childbirth. How did that relationship come about? Yeah, so we do support the Catherine Hamlin Foundation. I first heard about this foundation around four years ago. I read Catherine's book, which as a mum having been through childbirth just really resonated with me. And the story of Catherine and Reg Hamlin and the work they've done for ladies in Ethiopia is just absolutely amazing. They basically went to Ethiopia in the early years of them being obstetricians And they soon found a real need to help ladies there who were suffering from fistulas, which is something that's caused by complications from childbirth. It's so, so sad when you hear about these stories of these ladies and how without the help of this foundation, they're just sometimes shunned from their communities, even their husbands. So last year, we actually held a high tea for Hamlin where we raised over $1,000 for the foundation which went towards helping the running of the Fistula Hospital in Ethiopia. So this is something we want to do every year to support the foundation. And working with midwives ourselves, it's obviously something that's aligned with what we do. And hearing the amazing work that this foundation does just really made us want to support them, you know, in any way we can. How wonderful. Give us a shout out when your next one's on and we can let everyone know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they can come and support you. Yeah, yeah, we definitely will. That would be amazing. Now, Alyssa, with your experience over the last 14 years, what is it that you wish all nurses knew so that they could live their best nursing life? Yeah, well, I'm going to obviously relate this to recruitment world. <laughs> I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is to ensure that when you do sign up with a recruitment agencies that you feel a really good connection with them. There's so many nursing agencies out there. And like I say to people all the time, just make sure you get a good vibe 
and that they're really listening to you. And, you know, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't, is my best piece of advice. (laughs) No, and that's a fabulous piece of advice. The other one that I'm going to add in, in case anyone forgets, is if you're going through a recruitment agency is there to marry the need of a health service and the want of a nurse, and the nurse is charged nothing. Exactly. So why wouldn't we use you? Yeah, exactly. And like, just remember, we are there to help you. Like, it's absolutely our job as your recruitment consultant to listen to you and provide you with what you have told us you're looking for. Fabulous. Alyssa, thank you for being our guest at the Nursing and Midwifery Emporiums podcast today and sharing with us about what rural and remote Australia can offer us as nurses. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Nick. Hey, Sue. How are you? I'm exceptionally well today. Excellent. Now, wasn't that a fabulous discussion with Alyssa? Yeah, it was really interesting. I love how these recruitment consultants, we've talked to Shona before, who specialises in management positions and she specialises in perioperative nurses and other specialties as well. But Alyssa's specialty is rural and remote. Which is a very interesting, you and I have both spoken about this before, a very interesting area of nursing. Mm. And as she said, like the diversity and the fact that people work all their lives as a nurse and then when they've got the opportunity, you know, ring her and said, I've always wanted to do rural and remote. So you've got someone who's worked for 25 years now transitioning into rural and remote because they've finally got the opportunity to do something they've always wanted to do. I love the way that you could do it for three months, six months or a year. Yes, So you could test the waters. That'd be interesting too because we've talked a lot about how 50 years, it can get boring if you roll up every day to your orthopaedic ward. Even if you change hospitals, it's same patients, different building. But this would be, the diversity is the thing, isn't it? No, that's right. And the other thing I thought was very interesting was I had always assumed wrongly that, you know, I needed 27,000 certificates as well as midwifery to work rural and remote. And that's obviously not the case. Mm. It's depending on what the health service is looking for and what the other skill mix is. So there's probably a lot of nurses out there who have thought the same as me, but now may have an opportunity to do something different or to do something that they've always wanted to do. I think that's so true in everything that we do is when we're looking for jobs, we go, oh, can't because generally speaking, you need this or the selection criteria thing and I don't have all of that. But the same rules apply. It just depends on the situation. Maybe they're happy to wear the fact that you're not a midwife, but you are have amazing generalist medical, surgical, whatever experience, and that's enough and they can make it work with whatever they happen to have on site. You can't make assumptions about what they've got. No, exactly right. And the other uh, great thing I thought about Alyssa's service was that she was so open to be able to give advice to people, like just to say, ring me, ring me and Mm. ask the question. Like you don't know what you don't know and no one's going to find you sitting on your lounge watching Netflix on a Saturday night. 
if you're interested and you've got people as passionate as Alyssa in trying to marry up the needs of the service and the want of the nurse, then we should be utilising those platforms. Well, she's a much softer landing than finding a job and ringing the contact person who might be the director of nursing or the assistant director of nursing. And so even if you're just trying to put your toe in the water and you don't really know, when you do that, it's a bit of a mini interview. Like They're going to remember you. And so you want to be your best self at that time. So the Alyssa's of the world provide an opportunity for you to go, I don't really know why I'm ringing, but it's just I want to just ask some questions. I don't really know about this and how does that work and where do I live? And there's all these questions and if you go to an employer, it's a bit murky. Yeah, that's right because, as you say, it is a mini interview. As soon as you ring up and say, look, you know, my name's Fred Scuttle and I'm a registered nurse and I'm looking to work rural and remote, you know, they've already written that on their pad. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then you're on. You've got to be performing whereas that's great you can ring her and go oh I feel really nervous about this aspect of it and she can talk you through it find the information ask the questions with the barrier of degree of separation no yeah that's exactly right the other thing I really liked was that she reiterated the fact that it should cost the nurse nothing like Mm. and Again, I don't know where I've been living, but I've always made an assumption. You know, when people say they go to recruitment consultants, I'm always thinking, well, that sounds exceptionally flash. You know, I just, you know, rock up to the HR department and whack a resume in. (laughs) But for for such a long, long time, Nick, I've I've been behind a bush because I didn't realise that it was free. Yes, yeah, the the service is out there. She's just the go-between, really, and she's just hunting a match. She's a dating service of the nursing world. A dating? I don't know whether Alyssa would like that. I think I she know. would. I think a speed dating of the nursing world. <laughs> exactly. But no, like that's, I think that's a great analogy. But oh. it's it's... It costs the nurse nothing. Mm. You've got someone who's passionate about delivering a great experience for the nurse but also wanting to meet the needs of the rural or remote organisation. 14 years' experience in the field, Mm. so what she doesn't know probably isn't worth knowing, and all those resources at your fingertips. It was interesting how she said how the two types of nurses that are doing it are either the sort of five-ish years that want to break new ground and see new things, meet new people, explore new options, and the empty nesters, I think you could probably describe them as, who are wanted to travel and they've been there, done that, and they want to explore the world a bit more now their kids are gone. And that, Yes, that's, and that's always the way, isn't it? Like at the beginning of your career, You've got the time and um, the money and you're not bound by any relationships and that's mm. the same as at the end of you, you, uh, your career. The, you know, the middle bit you're trying to juggle relationships and then you may choose to have children and then you think that you've got to have this exceptional career path and be doing wonderful, wonderful things. And at the beginning you're starting out so you haven't been tainted yet and at the end you realise that didn't really matter. Mm. And uh, you've got the opportunity to explore what you want to do. And I think that's one thing that this whole recruitment area provides you is 
you get the time to actually say, well, what is it I want to do rather than yeah. just feeling compelled to get a job because you either hate the one you're in or the one mm. you're in isn't giving you what you need financially or educationally or joyfully. Mm. Yeah, um, exactly. But there's a there's a whole service out there that you can explore and you don't have to just sit there and be on your own and try and work it out yourself. There's people out there who are willing to give you lists of people who would be interested in what you've got. Mm, it's interesting. I follow this Facebook group that's called Nurses on the Road Travelling Australia and New Zealand and there's a couple of thousand members who were doing exactly what Alyssa is talking about where they go for 3, 6, 12. Sometimes they settle for longer but it is a, it's a gap year you know, for those that aren't doing it after school, but gap year when you're 30 or when you're 55. And it's really an interesting way of leveraging this skill set of ours that we have because they're hungry. Those rural and remote area health services are hungry for skills. Yep. And we do have fabulous skills. Mm. We just don't. Because it's just like anything, you know, if, you, if you've got the skills, people on the outside look in and go, oh, I couldn't do that. I don't know how you do that. That's really, I wouldn't have the intelligence or the knowledge or the, the wherewithal. And, mm. and then the people inside the profession that they're talking about are looking at each other going, what skills are they talking about? Like, you know, <laughs> we just get on and do our stuff. This is just what we do. But it's very useful. And so if that was a thing, there's lots of people out there that want to do the Travel Australia thing. And this is such an amazing way to do it while you're earning money. And what a clever concept. Mm. And I've worked, I've worked, I'm not, I've worked in Mount Isa and places a bit further afield and it is a very interesting lifestyle. It is, yeah, it is a very it? interesting lifestyle and, you know, you see things that you'd never think you'd see in a month of Sundays and the towns are interesting and the countryside's interesting and the health system's interesting and it's just totally different to um, anything else that you'll experience in an urban environment. I imagine that they're they're quite small facilities, so it is a bit random in what you'll be caring for on any given day. Mm. Well, some of those hospitals are a couple of hundred beds. You can have a a regional or a rural remote uh, that can be the epicentre for 500 to 1,000 k's around. So it may... I believe that uh, she recruits from everything from it may be a bush nurse in Shark Bay in Western Australia through to a, a large hospital in rural or remote South Australia mm. or the Northern Territory. So it's a great opportunity to explore. And this, the autonomy of being able to work with a recruitment agency and and make the choices would be quite liberating. Yeah, I think so too. Because when you're actually in the full rigid edge rural area nurse sort of role, the scope of practice is quite different, isn't it? And the level of autonomy. So scope of practice, obviously there are clinical guidelines, but the, the autonomy to know you have the skill and be able to rely on the skill and manage your own clinics and become part of a community like some days are joyful, some days you think, why, why do you do these things? But every rural and remote nurse I speak to, we all have our stories 
you know, mm. all nurses have their tails. But they enjoy the fact that they're autonomous, that they can meet the needs of a discrete population, that they get to work in a community that wants them there, mm. that needs them there, that, that respects what they do. And um, I think that's a lovely thing. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's lovely that she does the charity that she works with that charity. I oh, the fistula, special. yes. Yeah. The, the fistula charity. Mm. And I think that's an example of her caring nature. Yeah. That, and maybe that's what led her to work in the rural and remote area as well. The, the fact that she acknowledges that bad things happen and admittedly all over the world. And a lot of the times they happen because in rural and remote areas, if you haven't got the specialist staff that can help you, what happens to the people? Yes, exactly. And that became the thoughts of her thoughts of trying to assist those organisations to get the skill mix they need to be able to provide the service to that community. But, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's great that she supports that Fishler Foundation. What we're going to do, Nick, she does an annual high tea fundraiser. So next yeah. year we'll let everyone know when that's on. Maybe you and I could go. I'd love to go. And we could meet people there. I love a high tea. Love a high tea. I think that's a great idea. But, yes, no, too. fabulous service final thing I'd just like everyone to to remember is Alyssa provided you the invite that if you just want to ask some questions Mm. that she's there she's happy to take them on and if so Mm. if if you've always thought about rural and remote give her a call no risk no risk and you never know where your career can take you I know it could be amazing adventures I love an adventure I do too okay to our next adventure. See you soon. See you, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Nursing and Midwifery Emporium. Make sure you visit us at the website www.nmemporium.com to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to put someone forward for us to interview, go to the same website and just click on the button. See you guys. Take care. Bye.